0: So if you've got your Bibles, you want to read with us this morning in Luke chapter 19 and in verse 10 for listen to this truth. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. This morning, I, a very simple title would be Lost and Found. Not only do we see that there's the idea of being lost but there's also the idea of being found. Folks, do you know how many people today or how many people in their life or maybe even you that are here this morning, in some form, in some fashion, in some capacity, they're lost. Now it's one thing to be lost about a career decision or lost where you are in your automobile or Lost, how you're going to follow the recipe and how many scoops you've put in there. It's one thing to be lost or misdirected about some things. But folks, your soul is not one thing or is one thing that does not need to be lost this morning. And when we say lost, it just means in the wrong condition. That's what lost means. In the wrong condition that needs to be changed. You're on the lost in a vehicle. You've got to change your direction. If you're lost as far as where you are in a recipe, you've got to change what you're doing. Lost just means it does not need to stay in that position. Remember what Jesus said, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. I believe the very sole reason that Jesus came to this earth was not just to heal the sick and not just to perform the miracles and not to do the many things that he did. Folks, the purpose that Jesus came was for a lost mankind. You and I, every one of us this morning, we all fall in that category of people that were lost. And I love the fact how it talks about that was lost. Folks, Jesus was not born. He did not come just for the Jewish race. He did not come just for those that were alive during that time. I believe that He come for the race of mankind. I believe that He come for all generations past and present and future. Folks, Jesus was not limited to that time. His atoning sacrifice was good for all the ages. Would you agree with that? Jesus came with a purpose and His purpose was not just to perform these miracles. His His conception and birth in and of itself is an amazing miracle born of a virgin. But why did Jesus come? For it says, for the Son of Man is to come to seek and to save that which, again, listen to what it says, that which was lost. Lost and found this morning means that the Son of Man we know that Jesus was God. Born of a virgin means that he had a heavenly father. But it also means that he was born of woman. Or that of mankind. He had a human about him. There was a, a, a nature that was about him. He was part of the son of man. Now if you had to pick. And I don't, I'm going to say this carefully. But if you had to pick. Perfection and spirituality. Or you had to take on flesh, which had imperfections. Which would you choose? Perfection, imperfection. What would be your choice today? By the way, it's the very hope of what we believe as a saved person. When you die, you become what? But in this life we hold on and we cling to that. And I understand that there is a, a, there's a pain that is associated with death. But also for the saints of God dying and it does not mean that we are lessening ourselves. Folks, we're shedding off sin. When Jesus came to this earth, He left perfection and He came down to a world. Not that He sinned. But He came not only as a sinless person in a sinless place... But He come down as a sinless person to a sinful place. That's not what I would call a, a, an improvement in your life for the Son of Man. We believe that He left heaven and He came down to this earth. Listen to what Paul says in Philippians. I'll read it to you. Philippians chapter 2 and in verse 7 says this. Christ, he, he lessened or He humbled Himself. Philippians 2 and 7 said... But he made himself of no reputation and he took upon him the form of a servant. Did Jesus have to come? That's a trick question. Did Jesus have to come for us to be saved? Yes. But did God have to provide a way for man to be redeemed? No. We are blessed this morning, you know why? For Jesus came to this earth, willing to die for you and for me, and to set us free. If you're in sin this morning, God does not desire for you to stay in that state. God desires to set you free. When I say lost and found, God does not desire for you to stay in that state for listen to what we see. Then He took upon him the form of a servant, and he was made in the likeness of men. He appeared like a man, he looked like a man and being found in fashion as a man in other words he appeared as a man and in that fashion he humbled himself being obedient unto death even the death of the cross from from what we would call christmas to easter right there from the very time that jesus came into this world from the time that he left this world he had a purpose And the purpose was to fulfill the will of God so that a redeemed man could be just that, that we could be redeemed and brought out of the situation we're in. When I say you're lost today, you know what? There's one thing in being lost without a hope and being lost with a hope. Follow with me for just a second. If you're lost without a hope, that means you might as well give up. If you're lost with a hope, it simply means things can change. And if a person is lost, I'm going to tell you what I believe. Things can change. If you're bound for hell this morning and you're lost without a hope, remember this, that you do not have to stay in that, that things can change in your life, but it's only going to change because of one person, and that's Jesus Christ. Without Jesus, nothing in your life would change. You might live better. You might become more religious. You might even become a better citizen in your life. But without Jesus, you cannot change the sinfulness of a man. Where Jesus came, we read in the 7th and this 8th verse is that, that, that Christ humbled Himself. Let me ask you this. If God, in the form of Jesus, had to leave heaven, humble Himself, why would man ever be exempt from humbleness? If Christ had to humble Himself and become obedient, then you and I must understand this. That if we're ever going to have a relationship with Jesus, we must become humble. Humility is not something that you hear taught very much. You know what humility is, is? It can be described a lot of ways, but it's about owning and accepting responsibility for brokenness. Sure, we could all blame Adam. If it were not for Adam, listen to Eve in the garden. God, it's not my fault. I'll tell you this. We might blame Adam and Eve, but the truth is that sin was placed on all of us and we all bring sin and had to cause Jesus to come. Every one of us. Yes, you that are here, 2023, we're closing out this year. You and I are the reason that God had to send Jesus and according to our scripture that for the Son of Man is to come to seek and save that which was lost. For the Son, listen to what He said in that Philippians chapter 2. He says, but in order for Christ to do that, He said, for the Son of I Man, He said, took on a reputation and made Himself no reputation and took up home the form of a servant. You see, in this humility and in the servant, that means He wanted to provide for you and for me what we stood in need of. What is a servant doing today? Folks, Jesus is giving us and He provides for us what we need. If you're here this morning and you've got a need in your life, do I believe that God can give you guidance in your life? Absolutely do I believe in that. Do I believe God can save lost souls? Absolutely do I believe in that. Do I believe in a healer? Yes, I do. Do I believe in a provider? Yes, I believe in all of these things today, but these all are encompassed in what we see as the Son of Man. But but listen to what happened we, but we know that God existed in heaven. And I also believe Jesus existed in heaven too. And that's why He came down here. He didn't begin at the very virgin birth of, of, with Mary. But I believe that He came at the virgin birth of Mary. And what I mean that He came, that means He existed before. Folks, He was... You know what the Scripture says? He was a lamb that was slain since from the foundation of the world. Folks, God for a long, long, long time, knew that there was going to be a people just like you and I that were going to need a lamb. God knew that. And because of that, He said He was going to send Jesus for the Son of Man is come. I don't know of any of us this morning that are worthy of the mercies and the grace of God that He gives us. None of us. It's not like that we merit it or earn it. or There's something that we have done to, uh, to, to be able to say that this is why we deserve these things. But it is definitely something that God gives us. Listen to what we see in Genesis chapter 32 and in verse 10. For I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies. Of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff, I passed over this Jordan, and now I become two bands. You see, God today desires that that you and I might see is that that we are not worthy of the least of God's blessings. Let me ask you something today, and I'm going to get real personal. You can say it out loud or you can keep it to yourself. But how many of you today have been blessed by God? How many of you have been richly blessed by God? Folks, we're blessed today not just because we have health. We're blessed today not just because we may have jobs. We're not just blessed today because there's an abundance of food. And I'm I'm making a presumption. We're not just blessed because there's an abundance of food or there's warm houses or we have clean clothes. We're blessed because we have Jesus. Of all the greatest blessings that we have in our life, we're not worthy of these things. We don't deserve these things. But we're blessed today that we see that the Son of Man is Come. He is not only God, He is man. Did Jesus cease to exist upon his death and resurrection? Oh, absolutely not. Folks, Jesus didn't cease to exist. He just moved back to heaven, and one of these days he's coming back for you and for me. What a blessed promise it is that Jesus said that he left heaven. He took on the form of man. He said, again, this is what he said. He says, For the Son of Man is come. Didn't know he said is come. His deity, his existence existed a, a long time. For he said he was the son of man. <clears throat> Why did he come? Look at Luke chapter nineteen and verse ten. He came to seek, seek. Do you know what the word seek? It's a pretty deep word. It's a pretty simple word, but it can mean a whole lot of things. It means he's active. For listen to what again that we read to you there in Luke 19 and 10. For again, for the Son of Man has come to seek. That is not a past tense. That is actually in a tense of something that is happening today. Can I ask you if you agree with this statement? Do you believe that through the Holy Spirit that Jesus is still seeking sinners? Absolutely. And maybe you're here right now and you're being sought after. By the very Savior of the world through the Holy Spirit that He is working in your heart. I cannot tell you what is in your heart. You know, I've heard people talk about their, their, their heart was about to beat out of their chest. Well, God works. He stirs in a way that nothing else can be described. And that's what we see that He came to seek. He came to seek. There, there's a desire, there's, there's something that he's actively doing. You know, people talk about well, but things are not the same anymore. And you know what? I will agree to that to some extent. But I'll tell you something that's still the same today as it was ten years ago, twenty years ago, fifty years ago, hundred years ago, five hundred years ago, Jesus still wants sinners to be saved. He wants them to go from lost to found. He wants them to see that they are once were lost, but now I'm found. I love the song and I thank you that we were able to sing that just a minute ago. For I too can say, for I once was lost, but now I'm found. I too this morning can stand before you and say, I once was blind, but now I see. I can say those things, not because of what I've done, but because of Jesus. Because of that, we see that He came to seek thought just the other day about, I, don't, I forget how long ago it was, somewhere around 2010, 2011 in Chile. Remember the, the miners that got trapped for, I don't know, it was over, over two months. It was like, I don't know, nearly two and a half months. They got trapped in and it was a collapse that happened. And all this whole time for over two months, people were trying to search and to find and to rescue them out of a, of a mine that they had gotten trapped in. What an amazing idea that it is that people go through such Extremes. To find something because there is a great value upon human life. Now if I was to have what we call a dime a dozen. If I was to have a thousand pencils and I lost one of them going down the road somewhere. I probably wouldn't worry about the one pencil that I lost. But you know what today? I'm glad that everything is important to God. You and I have a value on things. You and I put something that we think is important or not important. Or because there's a a great variety You and I might think, well, if there's a lot of them, then as long as we've got most of them, then then God's going to be happy, folks. God does not want most souls. God wants all souls. Can I say that one more time and say it a little bit different? Jesus does not desire to save just a certain select group of people or even a majority. His desire is to save all. All today, and we see here in our Scripture that for the Son of Man is come to seek... And to save. Sometimes we panic when we lose things. I don't know from a personal experience, but they say one of the most fearful things is when you look around, your child's gone. You're out in the middle of a crowd, and all of a sudden your child's gone. You can't find them, whether it's for five seconds. You know those five seconds may feel like eternity, five days or five weeks. But you know what? We, we, all of a sudden when we lose something of great value... Nothing else is important in that moment besides finding that child. You know what, today, folks, I have no no doubt in my mind the most important thing for God is to seek and to save those that are lost. Here's the question. What about at your end of it? Do you want to be found? I remember sometimes you play hide-and-go-seek and sometimes the child wants to be found. And there were times that we did not want to be found. You know, there's a difference this morning. Are you hiding from God, by the way? You can't hide from God, and we know that. But do we hide from God in the sense that we think He does not see us, or do we want to be found from God? God, here I am. People shouted from the the most remote place, here I am, come after me, rescue me. But others want to hide from God, folks. Do not hide from God. Do not run from God. For the Bible says that He wants to seek, He said, and to save that which was lost. The word seek, not only is it something he's actively doing, but he's passionately doing. Just like what you and I would do to seek after a a child that was lost, he desires too that we might seek after him. John chapter 3 and verse 16 says this, For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. Do you think that love will motivate you to do something that you don't want to do yourself? Why does a parent search after a child? Because they love them. Why do we search after something because it has sentimental value or we love it or we love what it stood for? We search because it means something to us. Remember this, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son hope today that we'll realize and we'll see that God loved us enough to send to us Jesus Christ for God so loved the world. God loved Adam and Eve that the Bible teaches us in Genesis chapter 3 that He began to search after them. And let me tell you this, I know we've talked about this before, but folks, if God goes searching, He will find. It's not about Him being able to discover things. But it's about us understanding that He knows all things. For in other words, if I have to pull a pen out of my pocket, it's not so I can reveal to you. It's the fact that I know that you know. You know today, folks, if you're going to be saved, you have to know that God already knows all about you. He knows the condition you're in. He knew that I I was a member of the church, but I was still lost. He knew that. He knew that I sat in the service that night, and I was still lost without a hope. He knew those things. I want to tell you this. Regardless of what anybody else may know, God knows the truth. He knows all about you. And and that scares me and that, that bothers me. But I also understand God's love. Lost and found means if you're in a place that you do not need to be or a place that you are lost... God desires to change. Lost means you're in a place that needs to be changed. Something needs to be altered. Something needs to be uh, in a different perspective. Today, understand this, that lost and found is, what would it be like if we had to stay lost? But thanks be unto God that He come to seek and to save. We heard just before Sunday school, in Acts chapter 9, that God sought after Saul on the road to Damascus. He sought after him. I can remember as a young I say young, I was 19 years old I sat at the very back of You Crossroads Church and you know what the Lord began to seek after me again He knew where I was at but the seeking is I had to understand that He knew where I was at and that He knew the condition I was in and that night I was lost but as we sing in the song and as we see here is that not only was I lost but God wanted me to be found which just means things changed in my life and things begin to change in my life and that God was able to give me what I needed. <laughs> Luke chapter 15, if you're marked there in Luke chapter 19, turn back a few chapters. Turn back a few chapters to Luke chapter 15 and let's look at verse 4. What man of you, in other words, what, what other person in this world has a hundred sheep Remember how we said everyone's important. Usually if we have a bulk of something, we think one is not that big of a deal. This is why I believe everyone's a big deal to God. He said if he lose one of them, does he not leave the nine and the nine in the wilderness and go after that which was lost until he find it? You and I might think that's not a very smart move to leave the nine and nine, expose them to harm, and go after the one. Can I remind you this was God in the flesh? Do you think God is limited to that one geographic latitude, longitude place? Can God protect those sheep when He's right there with them? What's the answer? Yes. Can Jesus protect them while He was there with them? Yes. But I want to know this also today, folks. Just because He might have moved a few steps did not mean they were not protected because God was still with them. We see that Jesus was God, Emmanuel, being God with us. Folks, do you know where Jesus is today? God with us? Look at your soul if you can. He's with us. God never leaves us nor forsakes us. We are never in harm's way. We are never in danger for He left the 99. Not that it was that was not a smart move to endanger 99 and go after the one. The idea is, folks, God is always protecting us. And God is. And I want you to know that this morning. God is always protecting you and watching over you and caring for you. But the idea in this particular verses is that Jesus desires for the lost to be with the rest and that they too might be protected because you're out of the elements of that protection. You're in harm's way. For He said He went to seek after. Does He leave the nine in the nine? He says, And when He hath found it... I love the idea that we see that Jesus was seeking, actively seeking, but he also found. He layeth on his, resho- on his shoulders. I don't think it's a matter of if he finds it. He just does find it. It's definite. You know what, today I don't know how many people could tell you where this little plot of land is right here in this area. But I'll tell you this, Heaven does. You might get in your vehicle or you might take off a foot and you might get into the deepest parts of the woods you've ever been. God knows exactly where you are. You can ascend to the highest mountain and you can go down to the lowest parts of the ocean. God is still there. You cannot run from God. He is there. And when he hath found it, he layeth on his shoulders. Now you and I might say, well, why did you wander off to begin with? He was rejoicing can you get an idea? Can you get an image in your mind of Jesus rejoicing? Can you get an idea today that the very Son of Man is rejoicing? Why is He rejoicing today? Because one that was lost has been found he rejoiced today because one uh, that went from the state of, uh, of separated from God has been redeemed in placed in the family of God. The day or the night you got saved, folks, I believe that not only was there rejoicing in the presence of angels over one sinner that repenteth, but I believe that even Christ himself is moved by people that seek after him. Oh, and I'll tell you this, when God in the form of the Trinity gets moving, things are going to happen, folks. And I pray for that. I pray for a moving of the Holy Spirit of God in your lives. And God, the Holy Spirit of God in everything that you do. Because I know this, when God moves in your life, things are going to happen. When God begins seeking after things, He's going to find it. He's going to be moved and He's going to rejoice. I pray today that this is a day that we can experience the rejoicing of God in the lives of people. He said he began to rejoice over the one that he found. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors and saying unto them, he said, not only am I going to rejoice, but he said, you can rejoice with me. For I found my seat which was lost. For I say unto you that likewise there should be joy on every one sin that repenteth. More than over ninety-nine just persons which need so repenteth. But now let's look at the coin. This is, by the way, the coin's about a day's worth of wages. Probably not everything, but it's a big deal over this coin. Either what woman, again, look at all this seeking that's happening here. We know that Christ is seeking, but what about mankind seeking? Either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth light a candle and seek the house and seek diligently till she find it? Today, we know that Jesus seeks. But I'll tell you something else. Lost sinners have to seek after Jesus. How do you seek Jesus? How do you go from lost to being found? You turn it over, it's a surrender to Him. And all of a sudden it says, if, listen to this, doth not light a candle and sweep the house? In other words, if something's been lost, I have to have a light. By the way, who is that light? Jesus said, I'm the light. He says, not only do we have to highlight the light, we've got to find the things that are missing in our life. And he says, I have found it and rejoice uh, with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Again, we find this understanding. Likewise, I send to you, there is joy in the presence of angels don't necessarily say in angels, but in the presence of angels, of God over one sinner that repenteth. Today, do you see that there's Christ seeking on His end? Do you see that a human race has to seek after Him? And when we seek after Him, there's a desire that we might find Him. And again, we get into the very last parable of the lost son. And this is what happens when the two meet together. Okay, you got one searching. You got another searching. The younger of them said to him, Father, give me a portion of good meats that falleth me and divided them the living. And not many days after the younger had gathered all together took his journey into far country and there wasted his substance and riotous living. And when he had spent all that he had, a mighty family of the land and began to be in want. Again, there was a need in his life. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of the country. And he sent him uh, into the fields to feed swine. And again, the swine were going to feed better than he would. Verse 17 said, And we came to himself he said, How many hard servants of my father have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as thy one of thy hard servants. So again, Jesus sought, the woman sought, the lost son was seeking and he arose and came to his father but when he was yet a great way off his father saw him, had compassion And ran. I don't know how fast Jesus can run. But I'll tell you this. The Holy Spirit can get a hold of you in an instant. It's not a long term seeking that is there. If there's a desire that he desires. And he comes. And he ran he said. And he fell on his neck and he kissed him. And there was rejoicing that began to happen there. Why? Because there was a reunion that happened. Folks today. It's all about Jesus saying. In Luke 19 and 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save. Why did Jesus come to this earth to redeem mankind, to do things for us that we could not do for ourselves? Do we believe today that he came to judge mankind? He did, but it's, that's not his purpose of being here. He came to seek and to save. How many of you need to be rescued today? I'm not asking you what you have to be rescued from, but I know this. If you've got something in your life somewhere and you need to go from lost to found, that He desires to do that. For to seek and to save that which was lost. I believe that Jesus didn't just come to be a good teacher, He was a great teacher. I don't believe He came just to heal, I believe He was a great physician. But I believe He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came and we understand today why He came so that He can redeem mankind from the sin they were in. Do you remember what we read to you just a few weeks ago in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1 in verse 15? This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. He came to be our advocate. He came to plead our case. He understands the things that we go through and He desires that we too might be redeemed from the sin that we're in. And God desires that we might be brought out of the sin that we're in. I'm going to close in just a minute. But I want to read to you in the book of Ezekiel this morning. Chapter 22. Remember what we read to you here in Luke chapter 19. In verse 10, For the Son of Man come to seek and to save that which was lost. Read Ezekiel, if you will, twenty-two, and in verse thirty, and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before the land that I should not destroy yet, but I found none. Listen to what he said: I sought for a man among them. God said, "I'm going to bring." There was a uh, there was a breach in that in the a gap in the hedge. He said, and because of that, they're exposed to evil, and evil's going to come in and destroy. He said, I looked amongst men, he said, that might stand in the gap. And you know what he said? I found none. You, if you had that ability, you could have searched throughout all of this earth, from generation, from Adam, all the way down to the generation that was born even right now. Today's December the 24th, 2023. Even to the child born now. Do you know what? There is not one other human being. That is able to fill the gap. Of the judgment of God. There is only one that can fill that need. You know who that one is? Jesus. Jesus is the one. that, For the son of man. Is to come to seek. And to fill the gap. Fill in that, that, that barrier. That, that, that causes harm. And the evil to come in. He said I can save you. For he said he come to He said, for I sought for a man among them. You want to talk about earnestness looking for the sheep, earnestness looking for uh, the the coin, earnestness in the the son looking for the father. There's an earnestness about there. God wanted to prevent the judgment of man here in the book of Ezekiel chapter 22 from happening. But the thing about it is, is that they didn't have anything that they could provide by themselves. They were going to have to depend on God to provide what they needed To be protected. I'm going to say this again. as we close out the year. 2023. There is not a place or a person. I should rather say on this earth. That can protect us from the wrath of God. Our protection is in a person. Jesus Christ. When we see the scripture says. For the son of man has come to seek. And to save. Folks. God's grace is like nothing else. And can protect us from things. That nothing else can protect us from. And that God can give us what nobody else can give. And that's protection from the very wrath that He's going to give. Today, for the Son of Man, do you all know why He came to this earth? One of the, the, the many reasons that He did, I told you that my, that was my opinion, but the truth is today, He came to seek and to save that which was lost. What's are you in today? Lost and found. The whole purpose of a, of a lost and found that, that many places have is that something that's not in its right place or is wrong. That it can find its rightful place. God does not want you to stay in your condition. He wants you to transition to Him. To His abode. That heavenly abode. Where are you at this morning? God bless you. Those are the things I had on my heart. Let's get a song.